We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. He's currently trying to get past a little bug under the weather still a little bit, but he is muscling through for us for y'all zach what's good bro how you doing this sunday night did you love the uh, pro bowl flag football game i love uh, ps2's pick six but the pro bowl is a sham now and uh i want to quote josh jacobs who said this is stupid and it, it's it's ridiculous now chad just cancel the games and announce the pro bowlers and, and that's that it used to be entertaining it used to be something you watched now it's a uh it's a travesty I remember always looking forward to the to the Pro Bowl when I was a kid, watching the Pro Bowl, whether my guys from the Broncos made it or not. Usually one or two, three or four, depending on the year, would make it. But still, like, it was a spectacle. It was an event to look forward to. When was it, you think, Zach? Now, you and I were separated by a few years. I'd say maybe half a generation, all right? So not quite a generation, half a generation. When do you think that the Pro Bowl as a quality of product on the field took a turn for the worst Ooh, i'd say like the mid 2010s some somewhere along that time frame where the nfl tried experimenting honestly i think when they moved it out of hawaii and to orlando the first time and they flipped things around that's when i think the pro bowl went off the hinges that's when players it seemed like were just like yeah the incentive it's cool for our resumes and all we'll take it thank you but not really looking forward to the Pro Bowl anymore because I can't take my family to Hawaii. I feel you. I feel you. But as we uh, lament the demise of the Pro Bowl, we say hello to Tiffany across the pond throwing down a super chat. Appreciate you. She's cutting to the quick right out of the gates of the first subject we wanted to get to tonight. She says, Evero equals unprofessional and crybaby. Good riddance. Tiffany, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Across the pond, you're staying up late. You need to get some sleep after the show, okay? Um, Zach, for those who might have missed it, indeed, yes, Mark, re, uh, reimagine Pro Bowl games, reimagine garbage. No doubt, big dog. Thank you for the super, brother. Uh, for those who might have missed it, over the weekend, we learned that uh, 
Sean Payton, the Broncos, decided to release Ajiro Evero from his contract, freeing him up to negotiate with any other club for lateral defensive coordinator positions. And although it seemed like he was kind of maneuvering Evero to get out of Denver so that he could go join Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings, turns out, Zach, he took a job with Carolina. What do you suppose was the real reason? I mean, we've heard all this stuff about you know, he refused, of course, we know the interim head coach offer after Hackett, his boy, was fired and it went to Jerry Rosberg. And then we heard that Wednesday and Thursday, Sean Payton made it a priority to sit down and talk with him. Ultimately, that he wanted, quote, a fresh start. What do you think that was really all about? I do think a lot of it has to do with bad blood with the Nathaniel Hackett firing. And I, my eyes have kind of been open to a zero Evero who I held in such high regard throughout the season. But like I said on the last podcast on Thursday, if he can't get over it, he needs to go. I'm surprised in this business. He knows how cutthroat it is. He's 42. He's young, but he's been in the NFL for a few years now. It's doggy dog. And he's surprised that his best friend got fired after being historically bad. It's part of the business. But when he turned down the interim opportunity, I kind of had a bad feeling. Then he interviewed for every job out there, head coaching job. I had a worse feeling. Uh, the Broncos could have made him stick around and honor his contract, but I don't want anyone there that doesn't want to be there. So I wish him well in Carolina now. That's the bottom line. You don't want people here who don't want to be here, especially uh, coaches, players in particular. And in the case of Evero, look, Zach, he had an impressive first year as an official defensive coordinator. Jonathan jumping in, super chat. Thank Appreciate you, your bro. He, and he's he concurs. I said, like I said, I don't want anyone here that doesn't want to be here. Yes. And with Evero, I'm not trying to say, Zach, that it wasn't some kind of a loss, right? Because he showed a lot of potential as a first-year single-season defensive coordinator but let's not lionize this cat all right we're not talking about wade phillips 2015 we're not talking about vic fangio in chicago 2018 he had a nice uh first year made some lemonade with some of the lemons he was served as far as the injury bug was concerned but kind of faded did the defense down the stretch and you can argue that zach that that had more to do with the personnel losses heading to injured reserve and post bradley chubb trade and all that stuff and but look, he was unable to manufacture any kind of a pass rush second half of the season. That's on him. And yeah, that's on the guys too. But from a coaching perspective, that's his purview. BK says, screw Evero, screw the comp picks he would bring. Zach, your thoughts? It wasn't a lack of ability on Evero's part. I, I realized the defense kind of faded, but the offense did them no favors. You mentioned the injuries. It's tough to succeed on an every week basis when the walls are crumbling around you, as was the case in the Broncos locker room. It was about Evero's personality. I didn't think he would hold this grudge. I didn't think he'd be that loyal to Nathaniel Hackett, who deserved to be fired. So I, I was championing him for, to come back either under Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, whoever was going to be the next Broncos coach. But if he really did not want to be here, and in hindsight he didn't, then good riddance. I hope Brian Flores or Sean Desai uh, replace him well. It'll be interesting to see exactly what direction uh, the Broncos decide to go with defensive coordinator Tom jumping in, one of our loyal longtime Super Chat superstars. Appreciate you, bro. He says, guys, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a minute. It has been a minute. He says, so glad we got Sean Payton. Now go get Flores and Mike Munchak back. Fix that O-line. And I am worried at running back Pollard, Hunt, Sanders. 
you rock. Thank you, brother. A lot to unpack there in a single super chat. Zach, I'm not going to lie. I'm not really feeling the Brian Flores thing. All right. I'm interested in the Seattle dude. I think there are a lot of, there are a few options out there that Sean Payton can explore, but Brian Flores, he just seems like he's more drama than, than he's worth in terms of let's keep this on point. Let's keep this on Broncos football, turning the ship around Sean Payton, remaking this team in his image, getting Russell Wilson up and off the ground defense, getting its healthy horses back. I don't want it to become about Brian Flores. I don't know. There's just drama seems to follow him around. Jordan, what's up, bro? Who do you think will be the new DC? Zach, really, there's only two guys that have been connected uh, through reporting so far, and we've mentioned them. Who do you think will be? Well, it's it's so fascinating to me how this Brian Flores saga has unfolded. I mean, we got off the podcast on Thursday. The next day, it turned out they were interested in Brian Flores. So we both have to eat some crow because we said it's never going to happen or it's unlikely. But I credit Sean Payton for turning over every rock and using his Rolodex around the NFL to bring the Broncos the best defensive coordinator. Brian Flores like Azuro Evero is very talented and getting him in that role is like getting Vic Fangio in that role as opposed to a head coach. But after failing with Fangio and after failing with the personality disaster that was Nathaniel Hackett, do you want to overcompensate on that side of the ball and bring in someone as curmudgeony as uh, prickly and just um, off-putting as Brian Flores, the person, not the coach, just his personality. I don't know. That's what Sean Payton needs in terms of a boost, in terms of momentum to in year one to build his culture, but it's whoever he sees fit. It's either him or, like you said, or Sean Desai. There's two candidates. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What are your thoughts on Mike Munchak? And then we'll grab D-Generation X because he is, uh, by based on the most recent reporting, still in Denver. Of course, he spent last season out of football as far as coaching is concerned. He and uh, Mrs. Munchak enjoying being close to the grandbabies and whatnot. He's out there, Zach. Also, I didn't realize this. I feel like a fool for not realizing this. When we were lamenting 
the Lauren Landau era in Denver as the strength and conditioning coach. And by the way, guys, in case you missed it, Peyton made that official, parted ways with Lauren Landau, the strength coach. But when that, uh, while that was happening, all right, the Landau era, we would lament, and I would actually reminisce and go back in time and talk about Luke Richardson and all the great things he did as the strength coach in Denver and where the Broncos ranked relative to the NFL in terms of injuries and soft tissue and injuries that would cause players to miss games and whatnot. And it was always at the bottom, and that's a good thing. Broncos were always relatively healthy under Richardson, but they let him go. At first, it seemed like, Zach, it was a lateral job, but it wasn't. He went to Houston, and they promoted him, so the Broncos let him go, gave him an actual executive title. But I didn't realize this. In 2019, he resigned from that job in Houston, and the report claimed he was moving back to Denver. So anyone that knows anything about where Luke Richardson might be right now, somebody let us know. We'll put in a, a good word with Sean Payton. First of all, the caping going on for Lauren Landau on social media is ridiculous. The Broncos were the most injured team over the last five years. 25 players on IR. You could have fielded a separate roster, a separate team with who they had on IR. And it's not one year. It's not two years. It's not one coach. It's not two coaches. This is a... Uh, continuing trend or now in the past it was a continuing trend and you had to get to the source and if Lauren Landau if he's considered a scapegoat so be it they had to make that change maybe Vince Garcia the head trainer is replaced as well but I really give a lot of credit to George Payton Sean Payton um Greg Penner, everyone involved in the process for realizing where the Broncos messed up the most where their biggest red flags were and they're starting to address them in a hurry E-Generation X jumping in. Thank you. Very generous. Super chat, my friend. It says, hope everybody had a good Sunday. I've been on a backhoe since 8.30 this morning, running 600 feet of waterline, and just walked in the door in time to catch the podcast. Bro, glad to have you. Hard day's work for you on a Sunday, big dog. Hope the, the job went well, my friend. Thank you for the support. Uh, Mac Dog jumping in from Texas, throwing down. He says, what's up? Me and my dad watching you guys on an 85-inch TV. Nice. Living large down there in Texas. He says, Evero is a crybaby. Good riddance. Yeah, he really did seem to, uh, I don't know what the implication here is. If you can't separate personal and professional, or if the personal stuff gets in the way of the professional, Obviously, that diminishes your wherewithal as a professional. So that's why I'm not shedding too many tears about Ejiro Everozak hitting the bricks. And then real quick, Michael Davis. Thank you, bro. He says, Priest, thanks for always letting it breathe. Let's talk Mark Schlereth and his admission speaking with Sean Payton and the Broncos. Interesting storyline. Yes, we learned earlier this week as well that uh, long before Payton was officially announced as head coach, while he was in conversations with the Broncos, I can pull up Schlereth's exact quote. Keith Cummings had a nice article for us on this subject today. But long story short, they talked about it, not just, you know, hey, what's going on? Like, talk to each other. Sean Payton talked to Mark about being an O-line coach in Denver. Hasn't talked to him since. It's been a couple weeks. He expects to talk again, but he doesn't know that for sure. So, Zach, do you want to see Stink running, running things as far as the trenches go in the Mile High City? I think the fan base would love it. Um, but it gives me kind of Jeff Saturday vibes. And I, I don't know that he's more qualified than someone like Rauscher, who Sean Payton has been connected to, or even Mike Munchak, who already coached in Denver and at least can uh, not be worse than Butch Berry. But we'll see where that goes. If Schlereth is considered the best man for the job, then I trust Sean Payton's evaluation. 
look, I'll say this about Mark Schlereth. I think he would be worth more than a squirt of urine. You know what I'm saying? More than a squirt of urine. One of his famous catchphrases on his morning show, Schlereth and Evans. I like Mark Schlereth. Very knowledgeable. Obviously, he does the Fox Sports thing as well, calling games uh, for Fox Sports along with his radio gig in the mornings at 104.3 The Fan. You're going to give those things up to go coach? Why? Fox Sports, I guarantee, is a nice, nice paycheck, let alone whatever he's bringing in somewhere. I would, I'm just speculating somewhere in the six figures for the morning show to go grind 24-7 in a coaching role. I think, Zach, it would be in some form of a consultant um, deal. Why would you give up all that stuff this late into your post-playing career? All of a sudden, you're going to go do coaching. Not to say I wouldn't be down for it. I actually would be open to it. I mean, this is a guy that learned at the feet of one of the greatest all, of all time and the, the very man himself who implemented the zone blocking scheme back in the day. So I wouldn't be opposed to it, but we'll see what happens. Jay Boy's jumping in. What's up, brother? He says, bringing in Flores. Pardon, bring in Flores or bring in the D.C. from Seattle. Fix the O-line. Should the Broncos bring back Wade Phillips one more time for defensive coordinators? That You can't because he's already coaching the Roughnecks, the Houston Roughnecks. I, I can't remember what is it, the XFL, the XFL. UFFL. Yeah. It's one of the upstart leagues, and he's the head coach. And I think the general manager of that franchise as well. I know it's more of a, of a meme now, but Wade is not coming back to Denver those bridges might be burned uh, permanently, but Seattle's is his, it's not the defensive coordinator. It's the uh, associate head coach, Sean Desai, who was the DC in Chicago. And he was a Vic Fangio, um, you know, student. And he implemented a lot of the same Vic Fangio schemes and defenses and tactics in Chicago. And they had a lot of success there. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they ended up going with him. If you do lose out on Brian Flores. Jonathan Shelton, thank you, brother. Appreciate the super chat. He's saying bring in Rex Ryan. I don't know if has, has Rex Ryan shown any kind of interest in rejoining the NFL as a coach. I mean, two head coaching jobs, one of which was relatively successful with the Jets. I don't know if he's looking to go be a defensive coordinator again, but always very good at that, right? That was his calling card, defense. His father, Buddy Ryan, one of the most famous defensive minds in NFL history, so I wouldn't hate that. Honestly, I wouldn't, but I don't think, and we know, of course, that Peyton worked with his brother, uh, Rob Ryan, so it's not completely, there are some degrees not of separation, but of connection there, but I, I haven't heard anything about Rex Ryan's act trying to get back in the league. Bring him in for what, a snack? The game has passed him by. There's a reason why he's on ESPN in a suit talking about football instead of coaching football. And he's also been the last year. I know everyone has with the Russell Wilson trade, but he's been an extraordinarily over-the-top Broncos critic and I think Broncos hater. I wouldn't want him getting any ideas with feet in the Broncos locker room. Going to say a quick hello to our great friend and super supporter, Phil and then we're going to do an update because it's time to give away some jerseys for the month of January. Phil McLaughlin in Tucson representing with authority. Love you, big dog. He says, good evening, Priest and Deacon Scott. What do you guys think about Anton Harrison? Hashtag go Broncos. Hashtag MHH for life. Zach, you got any thoughts on this, Cat? I don't. Oklahoma offensive tackle. The Broncos obviously need some help there. Uh, Scott, what is he projected? What round? up in the air um i don't want to steer you wrong phil and, and make you feel like i know everything there is to know about harrison okay but i will tell you this 
Broncos, with what draft capital they have, they got to do the between their salary cap dollars, which right now their cap space puts them somewhere around before any cuts, somewhere around 10 million bucks right now, just under 10 million bucks. And then with their draft capital, do you do what you can to upgrade and bolster that offensive line? So I wouldn't hate it, but I would save a question like that, my friend, for the true draft experts, whether it's Nick and, and Scott in the morning or Dove Valley Deep Divers on Friday nights. The reason I said I don't is because I don't want to give you word vomit, Phil. You deserve a credible answer, but I'm not in draft evaluation mode yet. I want to see who the Broncos hire to be their O-line coach. That would, I think, determine what players they would seek out. But I'm good with any offensive lineman they want to target in the you know in, in any point of the draft it should be the number one point of emphasis the number one focus spend the free agent dollars go use the draft picks that you have left and fortify that line for russell wilson and new head coach sean payton all right let's do this this uh announcement for the drawing giveaway all right as you guys know on YouTube, we take the top five finishers on Super Chat in the month in question. Right now, obviously, we're talking January. Those five names go in a hat. We randomly select one. That individual gets a Broncos jersey of their choosing. All right. Finishing in first place in the month of January was none other than Ethan, the DWI guys across the pond. Love you, big dog. Number two was Lady D herself, Deanna Hendry. Love you as well. F.A. at number three, big dog. My been emailing me. He was stoked. Let me tell you, you want to find someone who was excited to see Lauren Landau hit the bricks? F.A. is that guy. Jasmine at number four has come on really strong the last couple of months, battled her way into the top five. Really cool to see. And then the swashbuckler himself, Gary Palmer, at number five. It's gone into a hat. The name has been drawn. The winner for the month of January is Jasmine. Jasmine, winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's a Broncos jersey of your choosing. All you got to do, all right, is shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Tell us what jersey you want. And before you do that, take a quick perusal of the website. Go to the different denverbroncos.com fan shop, all that. Make sure it's relatively available, okay, because we've run into this problem in the past when we try to get people their jerseys. They want something that's maybe a little more obscure or maybe a you know specific kind that's not uh, the lead time ends up being you know ridiculous. So maybe something that you know you can get or that we can get pardon <clears throat> within the next month shipped out to you but send us an email what jersey what size and then of course your shipping address and we'll get it sent out to you so Jasmine thank you so much and much love and respect to everybody who threw down even a nickel and super chat last month it all helps us keep the lights on love you and a special tip of the cap to the top 10 cuz look at these other names Zach real quick Naja at 6 the Duchess, Michaela Parker, who had to spend a lot of time away from us in January with things she was juggling in her life. Seven, David Kilgore at eight, Sam Bam nine, Garth Knight ten. These are legends in our midst. Absolutely. Congratulations, Jasmine. You have a, a very uh, supportive community, and you've been very supportive of us as well. It's the least we can do. And just look at, again, the the love that showed here. Jake Rudy saying congrats, Jasmine. Uh, Money Moore saying sweet. I was hoping, Jasmine. Uh, Congratulations again, and thank you so much for all you do for us. Yes, absolutely. So don't forget, um, send us that email. Easy to remember, milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Jersey that you want, the size, your address, we'll get that coming your way. Um, and then also on Facebook, we have a giveaway, none other than Michael Ronquillo throwing down. Phil was in the running, random drawing. Michael got the drawing. So Mike Ronquillo 
send us an email, brother, or just DM me, whatever. You know how to get a hold of us with what jersey you want. This won't be obviously the first jersey you've won uh, at MHH, but thank you so much for your support and everybody on Facebook that has supported us. Much love and respect. We're going to jump back into the chat, all right? But we have one other announcement, drawing giveaway for the Apple Podcast. We'll do that here in a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Uh, Wero, dude, still love your YouTube profile pic so much, big dog. He says, blessings in disguise. Now we know Evero wasn't head coach material. If you can't separate the personal and business, get your ass out the NFL, Zach. I'm really, I, I can't get over my um, the surprise and how he turned out to be so, I think, stubborn. And, and I don't want to say career suicide, but I think it dings him a little bit because if you tie yourself – to your friends in the NFL, you're, you're going to be out of a job soon. All your friends are going to get fired at one point or another. Everyone gets fired. Evero will get fired at some point. But to hitch your wagon to someone like Nathaniel Hackett star, I would I would want a friend you know, in my personal life like Azuro Evero, considering how loyal he is, but someone I'm in a foxhole with, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, it's conspicuous. We'll see. I mean, he's a very bright mind. He seems like he's uh, ambitious and quite resourceful. I'm sure he's got a bright NFL future, but I agree with you, Zach, that there's something there that when you allow the personal to get in the way of the business side of things, I mean, it's it's weird. Taylor, brother, appreciate you. He says, clean house is needed with the Hackett coaches and MHH for life. See, and this is another point is I talked about that very thing last week Zach mentioning that, hey, would it be the worst thing? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm advocating at the time for the Broncos to hold on to Evero if you can. But if you don't, would it be the worst thing to to be rid of the three coordinators that you had under Nathaniel Hackett? Get that Hackett juju out of the building. Now, I'm not just I'm not saying, Zach, that you completely dispense with every single Hackett assistant that was on staff. There might be a utility for guys that who survived previous regimes like Christian Parker um, even Zach Azani, the wide receivers coach. There are some guys that you might want to keep around, but I'm not really losing any sleep getting getting all that hack at Juju out the building. Let it go. There are two coaches from last year's team that I would consider bringing back. You name one Christian Parker. He For sure, I'm going to keep him if I can. And also Jerry Rosberg. Maybe Let's see what he's up to. Maybe he wants to coach special teams under Sean Payton. But aside from that, yeah, I'm getting the stink of that tenure out of the building. And honestly, it's not a hard decision to make. They've already started with Lauren Landau. I mean, Zach Azani to me is replaceable, Chad. Uh, the running backs coach, the defensive line coach, Marcus Dixon, who replaced Bill Kolar, I think he can go as well 
again, there's only a very few number of worthwhile holdovers. But aside from that, I am dropping the hammer if I'm Sean Payton. Tom, second super chat tonight. Thank you, bro. He says, I think a free agent running back is a need. That's right. We didn't really get to this component here. Uh, Hunt, Pollard, Miles Sanders. I don't think Javante Williams will be ready to start the season. Your thoughts? Um, I'd be surprised if he's rip-roaring, ready to go, completely unencumbered, no no snap counts by week one. It wasn't just an ACL tear. It was multiple problems with the knee. It was quite a grievous knee injury, and it's the kind that makes you, unfortunately, really doubt if he's going to be able to return to form. But knowing what we know about Javante Williams and the type of man that he is and how smart he is, how driven he is, I mean, just look at the way the guy runs. If he attacks his rehab in that same way, all bets are off. I'm not going to doubt that he can return to form, but at the same time, those seeds are there. It's It was not just an ACL tears act. No, it wasn't. It was a, unfortunately a very serious knee injury, and there are questions, legitimate ones, about whether he can come back to being a borderline top 10 running back. I hope it for him. The thing, though, I, I'm a big fan of Kareem Hunt. I think he's one of the more underrated running backs in the NFL. I love Tony Pollard. He's an RB1 waiting to happen. Miles Sanders, great pass-catching back, game-breaker, yada, yada. But can you afford, if you're the Broncos, you don't have 80, 90 million in cap space. Can you afford to throw premium dollars at a position like running back when you have holes like along the offensive line, for example, three potential new starters. I'd rather focus my financials there than chase a running back. Interestingly, though, one free agent who has history with Sean Payton is Latavius Murray from their time in New Orleans. I think he's a really good bet to come back on a one-year deal, bring back Javante, and maybe draft a running back in the later rounds. Um, by the way, I'm seeing comments real quick that Christian Okoye has passed away. I've not heard this. I can't, I'm not going to verify that as truth. I just did a quick Google search, Zach. I don't think it's true guys. So in fact, if you look under the news tab under his name on Google, it's talking about how, uh, three hours ago, an article chiefs legend, Christian Okoye greeted the team in Arizona as they arrived for, for the Super Bowl. So, uh, Daniel, wherever don't, don't come in here spreading BS like that, bro. All right. Or else we have to bounce you. You know, we love each and every person that listens to the to the pod who joins us in these chats, but don't spread BS. Christian Okoye has not passed away. Um, the Nigerian nightmare. Gary Palmer. What's up, bro? The swashbuckler himself. We've seen how this dude gets down. He, he gets after it. We love you, big dog. He is checking in to congratulate Jasmine for winning the jersey and then just wishing everybody good evening. So right back at you, GLP. Hope you're doing well in your neck of the woods, big dog. Thank you, Gary, as always. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, let me take a second here. Want to give a shout-out uh, to this five-star review. All right. We had a lot. Many of you heeded our call to action in particular in January and just slammed Apple Podcasts with five-star reviews for the Mile High Huddle podcast family because when you leave a five-star or any review, all right, under Mile High Huddle Podcast on Apple Pods, you're reviewing everybody. It, it's about every show that's on Mile High Huddle, from our show to Broncos for Breakfast, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Building the Broncos, Orange and Blue View, Mile High Insiders, every single show, Legends of Mile High, etc. So we appreciate you guys doing that. And the random drawing, all right, from a five-star review in the month of January and 
it was in the nick of time because this cat, he uh, checked in on the 30th of the month, but he won. Jake H983, whoever you are, all right, appreciate you, bro. Very kind words um, and a five-star review on Apple Podcast. You got some MHH swag heading your way, some merch that we want to send out to you as a thank you for your support and for taking some action, heeding our call to action, that extra step. And that's one of the things Zach and I, all of us here, Scott, are very grateful for. And we know how lucky we are that not only do we have a great audience and an audience that goes out of its way to support us, but like if we ask for something, if we say, hey, we need this favor or put in a call to action, you guys respond and you do it with gusto. And that's why we do what we can to give back. So, Zach, shout out to Jake H983 here for a very kind five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. It's it's not surprising to me, but it is definitely appreciated each and every one of you, each and every day, each and every comment, each and every interaction. And like Chad said, we try giving back, but it's a, it's such a small token of our appreciation and what we can do for what you've done for us. So thank you again, Jake, and thank you again to everybody else who's left a review on Apple Podcasts. Jake, same. it's a similar song and dance. Shoot us an email. All we need is your T-shirt size and then your shipping address, okay? And then we'll have everything we need to send you out a little care package. So don't forget to do that. Thank you, Jake. H983 for the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Zach, you know, you and I haven't really gotten a chance to talk about uh, Lauren Landau. So I do want to pick your brain on that. First, we got to grab John. Appreciate you, brother. Wants to know what do we think of Sean Desai, the Seahawks coach that could become a defensive coordinator. Zach, you talked a little bit about this earlier, some of his roots, the tree he comes from and whatnot, but uh, take a second. He's a very intelligent guy, number one, and he's a, a very articulate messenger, meaning he gets his points across. He does them eloquently, but he's also relatable and players buy into his system. Uh, you don't really know his name, but what he did was take over Fangio's defense in Chicago and kind of return it to that lore after Chuck Pagano got his hands on it. Uh, he's in Seattle. He's learned aside from Pete Carroll, one of the better defensive minds in the NFL um, players and coaches and front office people have always gone to bat for him. He's always been pretty much in high demand and kept his name in the cycle. It wouldn't be a bad hire for the Broncos if they brought in Desai. No. And I find it interesting that we've only heard two names really connected to the job outside. Um, so maybe Sean Payton already has a really good idea of what he wants, who he wants. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think he wants Flores, number one. I just – I don't love it. But look, I've been wrong before. I'm, I was surprised that they were even interested in him uh, to a point. But it's like I said last week when we got the question, whatever it was, that like Thursday night, I think. All the people that were named – in that lawsuit, he's suing the NFL and the Broncos were named in that lawsuit because of allegedly, according to his complaint, uh, unprofessionalism in how he was interviewed for the head coaching vacancy. Was it 2019? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the 2019 hire of Vic Fangio. That that cycle uh, claimed that John Elway was hung over, claimed that he was only interviewed to check a box, uh, et cetera, for the Rooney rule, or at least, you know, that's what he felt like. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But you know what? As you think about it too, Zach, everyone that was involved in that with the exception of, as you mentioned Thursday night, Patrick Smythe, as far as the interviews, right? No longer involved with the team. John Elway, uh, he had some vague consulting role. He collected a paycheck from the Broncos last season. I don't know that that's going to continue. And then, of course, Joe Ellis, Zach, he's gone. So this new collection from the ownership group to the to the new coaching leadership and even George Payton, that predated George Payton, none of those guys have any access to grind relative to Brian Flores. But I do worry. I do worry about the drama that seems to follow him where he goes. That's That's the one thing. As far as his ability as a coach, I think it goes without saying. He comes from a from the Belichick tree, spent big part of his time early on in the league as a in the scouting game for the Patriots, and he converted into coaching. And I think his coaching resume from the from a defensive standpoint, Zach, it does speak for itself. So in that sense, I can understand the draw. We'll see. No, you're right in, in the sense of drama following him because I feel like what's going to mark his football tombstone, not to get too morbid, is the lawsuit against the NFL and him suing so many teams and alleging the things that you just laid out there. So it's interesting that he would be willing – I mean, he's interviewing with the Broncos on Tuesday, so he has some sort of interest, but it's, uh, I guess, water – has uh or you know enough water under that bridge has passed and uh he's willing to maybe give it a go with Elway and Ellis out of the building. Quick shout out Nick Hale jumping in with some some uh, words of encouragement and good evening. When is the timeline we have to for a full coaching staff PS long live the MH pod and bridge the gap. That's right. Nick a musician himself for what it's worth. He shared some stuff with me privately so very dope. Uh Zach do you have a timeline for Nick on when the Broncos will have fully fleshed out the Sean Payton assistant coaching staff? I would say within, I mean, he's having his intro presser tomorrow, Payton is, and then they're going to have the interview with Flores and then probably decide after that if Flores doesn't get it. I would say within a week or so, two weeks max, Sean Payton should have most of his staff in place. And I feel like he knew who he wanted to bring with him if he got the Broncos job. So this has been... Uh, probably brewing in the background for a few weeks anyway. I would give it, you know, mid-February until the Broncos coaching staff is figured out. They have to. There's too much stuff going on with the combine around the corner, free agency, the draft, and so on. It was interesting how much we learned. I mean, we kind of knew this, pardon me, going in that those first couple of weeks when nothing was happening as far as anywhere around the NFL, coaches actually, head coaches getting hired, we knew or at least you and I, Zach, we had a suspicion that this probably had something to do with the presentation that the NFL gave to teams about how much money is being wasted on swings and misses from teams on coaches and cautioning them to be more thorough in their searches and cautioning them to just be more deliberate and comprehensive and whatnot. After the fact, after the Peyton hire, multiple reports claimed that one of the reasons the Broncos took their time was they listened to that, called whatever that presentation was, and the NFL did – spend an hour, two hours, or whatever it was, presenting this to NFL ownership and front offices, it made an impression on the Broncos in particular. Panthers, they jumped first in terms of making their head coach higher, and then the Broncos got to Sean Payton. So I only go on to say this, Zach, because here we are on the 5th of February, and it's only been a few days that we've known 
who the new head coach of the Denver Broncos is going to be, no, they're they're not in a hurry. This this isn't. I think times are changing a little bit. It's more about getting the right guy, and as you fill out a assistant staff under a coach like Sean Payton, taking your time, being methodical, finding the right guys. As you said, probably middle of February could stretch longer. I mean, these guys, obviously, depending on the team, individual position coaches will be included in draft scouting and whatnot. But that's usually, Zach, reserved for coaches that have a little bit more tenure with their respective teams and whatnot. So I don't think, in other words, Sean Payton's trying to rush out there and make a bunch of hires just so that he can get some scouting recommendations from position coaches. This is a guy that's going to take his time. He's going to work with George Payton, the GM in that front office, as far as the draft is concerned. Coaching, those guys will be hired when they make the right guy, when they find the right guys and they feel good about those hires. That's something that Sean Payton talked about in an interview with, uh, I think, Alexis Perry from the Broncos website. He said it's been unusual this year because the head coaching searches around the league, there weren't that many, but they've dragged on longer than I can ever recall. Usually they were all wrapped up in January, but here we are in February, and some teams like Arizona are still looking for their head coach. So it's not unusual. The Broncos won't have a coaching staff in place until mid-February, a full coaching staff. It's, like Chad said, maybe the new norm in the NFL now. Snowy donkey saying hopping in, losing Evero sucks, but I trust Sean. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Howie freaking day. What's up, bro? He says, sup, fellas. Uh, old boy already cleaning some dead weight. Yes, let's talk about Lauren Landau. Zach, your gut reaction to the news that they'd officially parted ways. I mean, I'm glad. I, it's it's a no. Any other, I, I said this during the season, any other coach at any other position would have gotten fired, would have been held responsible after years of his unit underperforming. If an offensive coordinator's offense was bad for five years, the OC would be fired. Same for the DC, same for the special teams coach. I don't understand why Lauren Landau was afforded that protection and that cover from the media and the fan base. Uh, maybe it'll prove that it wasn't him, Chad. Maybe it was bad luck. Maybe it was all coincidence at five years and 25 players on IR last year. I don't think so, but you had to go in a different direction. You had to give it a try. You fired Nathaniel Hackett in his first year, but Lauren Landau gets five years to preside over the most decimated team in the league. It had to change, and I'm so, so, so happy Sean Payton had the cashews and Greg Penner as well to do what those before him were unable to. The, the, the Broncos under Landau were one of the most snake-bitten teams in the entire NFL all five seasons that he was the strength coach. And you know, if it happens one season and then kind of returns to the mean or whatever, you can read into just, hey, it was a streak of bad luck. But when it's a pattern that stretches into multiple years like that, why did they stick with him as long as they did? I think the reason why is because on an individual level, he has a great reputation. Pro and uh, college athletes that are, rel that are relative to Colorado, they – come back in the offseason they work with him individually uh, as a trainer and I think that maybe got in their heads a little bit because when the team hired Luke Richardson pre uh, Lauren Landau it came down to he and those those two coaches the Broncos chose between uh, Richardson and Landau and when Richardson moved on which by the way really bizarre only ended up lasting one year 
in that job in Houston. Ben had been with the Broncos for several seasons, a lot of success. He leaves in 2018, Zach, for that Houston job where he was also promoted to an executive title. One year later, January 2019, he resigns. All the reporting that I've researched on it claims that he wanted to move back to Denver to be close to his family. So there is literally nothing news relative in the name on the name of Luke Richardson in terms of him picking up somewhere else, being with another team. If he's available, Sean Payton, go out and get this guy because the Broncos had a lot of success fending off the injury bug and staying healthy and available while Luke Richardson was the strength coach. But as far as Landau goes, I think that's why they dragged their feet was just that, well, players love him. Players keep coming back in on an individual level saying, we love this guy. We work with him in the off season. Um, but the, that might work on an individual level. He might have success with these guys individually for whatever reason, Zach on as a collective uh, for lack of a better term, curriculum program, whatever you want to call it. It just, did not work. In fact, it was like the opposite of working. I don't care how well-liked he was, how well-renowned he was. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett's a good guy, too. He's affable as well, but he's he wasn't good at his job. And again, it's been consistent year after year after year. It's not a one- or two-year trend. It's a, a pattern, and there's something wrong with the – I believe the training regiments. If it's proved to be not it, it's proved to be not it, but they had to go in a different direction, and I'm glad they did. And uh, I read, according to Cliss, they might maybe go back to Richardson, but – uh, the Saints former uh, strength and conditioning guy, Dale, Dale, Dale Wimple. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's in consideration, obviously, the New Orleans connection. So we'll be getting, I think, a new SNC guy relatively soon, no matter who it may be. A uh, question here from Damo uh, says, I read an MHH article listing five possible offensive coordinator candidates. Question, if the head coach calls plays, what is the role of the OC, both in-game practice, OTAs, et cetera? Thank you. Yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, we are going to answer that as soon as uh, we say thank you to one of our favorite wow, bona fide Mount Rushmore Super Chat superstars. Uh, you want to talk about lore? This man has lore in our community. And uh, now that, Zach, we're in the off season, you know, when I think about, hey, let's start bringing back some of the superstar segments where we bring on listeners of the show, those who are the most committed, those who are the most supportive of MHH, we bring them on. We've had Dale on before. We've kicked it with Dale on multiple occasions. I mean, he uh, hosted Scott and I, for example, at the meet and greet for the game itself. We hung out with him, sat with him, uh, used his tickets. He's just amazing. He and his wife, Gretchen, much love, dude. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for the very generous super chat, big dog. He says, Groundhog here. I'm out of the hole, had no stomach to watch a stout defense be wasted by a junior high offensive coach. Worst season ever, in my opinion. Peyton signing a positive, and he will expose that Hackett as the problem. Prioritize the spending on the O-line. Hello again, gents. Yeah, bro, it's great to see you. All is right in the world when we know D-Dub is in the house. So give our best to the missus and your great kids. Great to see you, brother. Uh, what are your thoughts on Dale's comments here, Zach? I agree wholeheartedly, and thank you so, so much, Dale. As always, you are one of the more the most generous uh, supporters that we have, that we've ever come across in real life or over the internet, so definitely appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it showed that already 
after they fired Hackett and put in Alton as OC and Jerry Rossberg as head coach, you saw that it maybe wasn't all Russell Wilson. He's not this irreparably damaged quarterback. You can still make lemonade with him, and he didn't just upgrade a little bit going from Rossberg and Justin Allen. You upgraded a lot going to Sean Payton. So I agree with you 100,000%, Dale. Dale's one of those guys that uh, does everything to the nines, all right, to the nines, but is so laid back and, and like, makes it seem like it's no big deal. Like, he's a big baller, but if you meet this man in person, I mean, he's big-ass man, but he is as laid back and kind and, yeah. and just insightful as anyone we've known, dude, and generous, obviously, as you can see. So, love you, Dale. We missed you, big dog. Um Let's grab Keith here, another great supporter, jumping in on Facebook, saying any truth to the rumors that there are more than a few defensive players who are upset losing Evero and Landau? I haven't heard anything about players being upset over Landau quite yet, uh, but I would not be shocked to learn that some players were disappointed that Evero left um, because Justin Simmons in particular, after a little bit of a rocky start, had a very prolific season under Evero. Um, PS2 might be not loving it that he's leaving. Other than that, I mean, these players know the grind that this and the business side of the NFL. And if he wanted out, who are they mad at, Keith? If Evero wanted out, they're mad at Evero. They're not mad at the Broncos. Yeah, this isn't like uh, the Broncos pushed Ever out the door. They uh, interviewed him. They gave him a head coaching interview as well. Sean Payton spoke with him. I'm sure Sean Payton wanted Evero to stick around, but according to reporting, Evero wanted to pursue greener pastures, and those pastures are located about 1,500 miles east of Denver in Carolina. I don't know who's upset about losing Landau if you're a player because they're all injured because of Lauren Landau, so... Evero's the one that it might have some sore spots, but they'll get over it. It's part of the business. And I think once Sean Payton takes hold of the locker room and kind of rejuvenates them, Evero will be a uh, a thing of the past. Chris Chances, thank you, bro, for the super saying. Chad Zach Scott, still the best in the business. You're a prince. We appreciate the kind words, Chris. It's great to see you. What is that? Some kind of Dark Lord of the Sith slash Jedi in one? You see like a Mace Windu lightsaber in your profile pic with a with a red lightsaber. Cool, dude. This Star Wars nerd can appreciate. It's great to see you, Chris. Um, all right, Zach, we're at 46 minutes, so we're about out of time. Any other burning topics we haven't gotten to other than Diamond Rattler rocking some bridge the gap, road less traveled on bandcamp.com. Go spin it. Thank you, Diamond. Appreciate you, brother. And everyone that has supported my uh my passion project, my band, Bridge the Gap, appreciate you guys. Like, if you go to that video that's on our record label's YouTube page, it's funny, Zach. You scroll down through, like, 80-something comments, and probably 90% of the comments are from MHHers that are like, yeah, hey, MHH sent us. This is dope. Later, go. Appreciate the support, guys. Much love and respect on that, seriously. Um, Topic-wise, Zach, as far as the news of the day, I think we've pretty well gotten to anything, unless you got yeah. anything burning that we need to grab. No, we hit Landau, we hit Flores, we hit Desai, we hit, you know... Evero. Evero. I think we got everything. All right, guys. Um, with that being said, I just want to remind everybody, uh, yeah, Tim, we did talk about Stink being the possible O-line coach and just the news surrounding that. Um, 
for the sake of being thorough, I'll do that. One last thing before we dip out of here, I'll I'll pull up this the actual stink quote uh, from his show. I want to say it was on Thursday's uh, Schlereth and Evans program on 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Give me one second, and I'll pull this up. Uh, if it wants to, well, I'll just I'll just make uh, some lemonade. It's trying to it's trying to stall out on me. Hang tight, one sec, guys. Uh, here's what he said. Quote, this is uh, Schlereth. There it is. Now I can click on it. Sorry, guys. My uh, browser was being a little slow. He said, uh, quote, I talked to Sean. Here's the quote. Several weeks ago. I haven't talked to him since. But yes, I would be. In- would I be interested? Certainly. I'd be interested if that opportunity arose. I don't know that it will. I would imagine that we're going to have a chat about that. But maybe not. I don't know. Let's just say that we talked about it several weeks ago. Haven't talked about it since, Zach. So that's that's where this is at as far as the possibility of Stink uh, becoming or being associated with the Broncos coaching the offensive line. Fractalized jumping in at the 11th hour wow. with Thank a you. very dope super chat. Great to see you, big dog. Thank you for jumping in. Tip of the cap. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you, Fractalized. Uh, we did cover the Mark Schlereth uh news as well and like i said earlier i i don't think i'd want him as the o-line coach consultant or advisor if he wants to come in and watch practice that's one thing you know a la peyton manning but as the full-time coach i would rather go with someone a little more qualified and from that quote you know several weeks ago it doesn't sound like anything is imminent anyway the the one thing about it aside from the nostalgic component with stink is he did learn at the feet of alex gibbs right? The man who created his own blocking scheme. And I don't know how much of that Sean Payton plans to really utilize schematically. I'm trying to think back to New Orleans and I mean, it's West coast springing off West coast. You can do a lot of different things blocking wise, but honestly, Mike Munchak makes a lot more sense to me. If you want to try and keep it with someone that has Bronco ties. I mean, that's a dude that's that we know has some skins on the wall, but We'll see how it goes. Zach, let's uh, let's do our final messages, and we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Yes, sir. That was the Mile High Huddle podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on this Sunday evening. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can also follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch like we're rocking, uh, go to huddleuppod.com and check it out. Get your merch on and go to facebook.com slash Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. If you haven't, guys and gals, we talked about it earlier, but make sure you're leaving your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please, please, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Oh, Lady D jumping in late, throwing down. Love you. Thank you. Anna in the house. So awesome. So awesome. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for our audience, our community. You guys are the best. And Lady D, you're right up there at the top. You know this. She says, and then we got to go. Glad Evero's gone since he didn't want to be here. Exactly. Glad that Landau's gone. And I'm waiting to see who Peyton brings in as his staff coaches. You guys are awesome. Hashtag MHH for life. Love you, Lady D. And we're going to get some more insight on that tomorrow because Sean Peyton's scheduled to hold his intro presser 10 a.m. So when next we speak with y'all, 
all right, tomorrow night, we will have a lot to, to sift through. We'll actually, I mean, we've heard a few words from Sean through the team site and a couple of different articles, but like he's going to be exposed to the entire press corps, questions, insights, lots to break down. So make sure you're with us tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern for our takeaways from the Sean Payton introductory press conference. I mean, pinch yourself, guys. Tomorrow, Sean Payton is being introduced as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. It's wild. Uh, Deanna, you're awesome. Everyone tuning in with us tonight is awesome. Thank you so, so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We're back on tomorrow night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. 